All right, so we're going to look at Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 31 today as we continue our series in the book of Acts called Fresh. Uh, Throughout the book of Acts, we find God's Spirit unleashing upon God's people, unleashing God's movement around the world. And I want you to know that, especially Vintage Church here, this is not um, something that's just all about us, all for us, all because of us. No, we are so thankful that God's Spirit is unleashing through God's people on God's movement all around the world. And so you guys are here as part of uh, this incredible movement of God, and this has been a rich time. I told y'all we're going to be taking our time. When we began in Acts uh, in August, uh, I had no idea how long we were going to take or, you know, whatever else. Um, We have this week and then next week in Acts, and I hope, Lord willing, unless I go a little bit longer today, uh, to wrap up Acts chapter 4. Okay, And so all we've done this fall is gone through Acts chapter 4. I'm excited as we come back in the spring after Christmas together. uh, We hope by the summer to get all the way to Acts chapter 9. All right, Lord willing, unless I get hung up on Acts chapter 5 for 17 weeks, right? And so we're going to get all the way to Acts chapter 9. Great text, all right? Get excited about that. The Apostle Paul, right, meets Jesus, who was Saul, gets saved. And so we start to see that. And then we'll take a little bit of break during the summer. And when we come back in the fall, we're going to have some fun looking at Paul's missionary journeys as he goes to plant the gospel all over the world, even in foreign places like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, right? And so the reason why we today get to celebrate King Jesus together is because there were a group of believers that wouldn't stop, that through God's Spirit, as there was a promise by Jesus, right? Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the promise was this, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, my people, And you're going to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, which is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as Jesus tells his disciples, right? And so, praise God, the gates of hell will not prevail against Christ and his church. And you and I today get to celebrate King Jesus because of the faithfulness of God's promise. Well, I want to share another promise today. I want to share about the promise of a word called Parasia. Parasia. Everybody say parasia. This is the Greek word for the word boldness or confidence. Now, some of you guys don't need a word on boldness and confidence. You're so confident that you strut when you sit. All right? Some of you maybe need some confidence and some boldness today. Maybe you're a little beat up. The odds are stacked against you in your home, at work, in this city, the world. What we're going to find out is that after witnessing and seeing examples of boldness in God's servants, Peter and John, the whole church asked God for the same boldness. And so much like I've shared this with you through this series in the book of Acts, I don't want to just read Acts in this series. I don't want to just preach Acts in this series. 
I want to live Acts. I hope you want to live Acts too. And so what we're going to do today is I'm going to walk through this text and look at an example of the church uniting together to pray for boldness. And if it's okay with you, I'd like to pray for boldness. Is that okay with you? And so I'm going to, as fast as I can, get through this outline so that we can actually have some time of prayer together. Now, before we jump into Acts chapter 4, verse 23, rewind with me to last week's text, and let's look at verse 13. I've got it on the screen behind me. In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, it says this, Now when they saw the parousia, the boldness of Peter and John, who's the they? The church. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were brilliant seminarians with all the answers who had memorized the Bible front to back. No. And they perceived that they were uneducated. Anybody willing to admit, keep it simple, stupid is for you? All right, I guess I'm the only one. I had a few people in here. I mean, uneducated, common men. Y'all have heard from my dad who preached. Uh, my dad has a PhD. My brother who preached this fall, he has a PhD. I, keep it simple, stupid, your pastor, keep it simple, stupid guy, got a doctorate of ministry. But as my mom likes to say, uh, my brother got my dad's brain. They're geniuses. But my mom says they're so smart, they're stupid. Y'all with me? Anybody want to relate to that? I'm really insulting you stu- you really smart people right now. Uh, but I-, I just love this text because there's hope for me <laughs> that God uses uneducated, common people that can't quite memorize or do well on tests or all that other kind of stuff. Just common people like you and me. It says they were astonished. Church was like, we know Peter. I mean, that dude, he got suspended so many times in elementary school. He never got good grades. I mean, dude was a fisherman. There's no way that this is because of Peter. Something else is at work. I'm astonished. So it goes on in verse 13. And and I just love this because God wants to do extraordinary things with ordinary people. Can we believe that? I, I love sharing this. I've shared this with you over and over The moment you come to me and just say, you know, I can't do it, Rob. I'm unqualified. There's no way I'll ever speak. There's no way God will ever use me. I'm actually so excited to hear from you with those kind of complaints. Because what I find throughout Scripture is not God looking for the qualified, for the perfect people, for the most eloquent people. Uh, God is just looking, as my wife preaches this to me every single week, Rob, God is not interested in your ability. He's interested in your availability. And if you would say today that you can't, 
That's when Jesus steps in to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. And if you are at this place where you'd say, I'm uneducated, I'm a common person, you are the perfect recipe for a miracle of God. Because when God writes his story through his people, God wants all glory and honor and praise to be on him, not on anyone else. Because you are not the hope of the world. He is. So the less of you, the greater he is. Now, Peter and John, yes, were uneducated common men. But there's an X factor in their life. And the reason why they had boldness, remember the story, Acts chapter 3, Peter and John are used by God to heal a man who's been crippled from birth. This man had never walked before. And as they're going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, it's really important for us to be in the routine, to always be consistent in, yes, it might seem like religious practice, but a lot of ways God works through those disciplines. And so as they're going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, a man says, hey, I need some money. What does Peter say? Silver or gold, I do not have what I have. I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And instantly this man is healed. He's dunking on dudes at the park. I mean, he's jumping, leaping, praising God. It's an unbelievable miracle. Well, this miracle starts to build up a lot of resistance. And if I can just share this with you, Vintage Church, the greater the harvest, the greater the resistance. So the more progress on this side of heaven you begin to experience and feel in the name of Jesus, just know this life is not our own, this world is not our home. The world rejects Jesus. And so the greater movement of God, the greater resistance, and so resistance starts to come. Do Peter and John get to go travel the world and, and preach in crusades and in churches, signing people's Bible everywhere? No. They're thrown in jail as a result of this healing. And as they're thrown in jail, it says people keep getting saved, as my brother preached last week. The number keeps growing to thousands and thousands and thousands. And so the leaders of the church, the leaders of the land start saying, man, we've got to stop this. And so they bring them to trial. And as we learned last week, what did Peter and John say? As they say, stop talking about Jesus. They said in verse 20 of chapter 4, For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Boldness. Yes, this might cost me my life, but I cannot help speaking about what I have seen and heard. There's a good chance in this room, none of us are going to jail for preaching Jesus today. Most of you, if we go into our workplace or even into our neighborhoods, you're not going to be thrown in jail for preaching Jesus today. But there will be pressure for you to fall back because of popularity. There will be pressure for you to fall back because culture is leading us in a way that's farther away from God's word. And for you to convictually stand firm and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, you might have a temptation to fall back in boldness. 
well, look, everybody else is doing this. They're rejecting the ways of God. See, these people saw the boldness in Peter and John. And so why did they have boldness? Look on the screen. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Their boldness came from their time with Jesus. So can I ask everybody a simple question? What time is it right now? Everybody look at your watch. Because y'all tend to do that in the middle of my sermons. My dad preached for like three and a half hours, but because he sounds like Sean Connery, nobody looked at their watch. Uh, it's 1040. Okay? It's 1041. So maybe some of you, I'm not going to point out which son of mine, but maybe some of you rolled out of bed right as you rolled out the door to church. It's fine. Maybe some of you, I tried to wake up super early this morning, but got a crick in my neck and didn't quite sleep well last night, so I hit the snooze a few times. Frustrated Annabeth. I hope that you had some moments this morning. Quiet moments, making coffee moments, checking up on news moments. How was your moment with Jesus this morning? Um, could we challenge each other this week? As I walk and talk everywhere, do you know what I want it to be said of me? I want people to say, that person has been with Jesus. I think that's what's so important about these worship times each and every week. There's nothing really you know, religiously supernatural about coming together like this, but there's enough promises in God's word. When we come together, what are we united to do here right now? We're united to spend time with Jesus. And these moments for me prepare me for moments all week long because what they do is they equip me, they encourage me, and then I pray as I step out to go and do the very things that God's called me to do this next week. I've got a long list of stuff that I've got to get done this next week. I pray that everywhere I go, I don't care if it's a barista at a coffee shop. I don't care if it's one of my staff meetings this next week. I don't care if it's hanging out with a neighbor. I pray that what they would say about me, mostly, mostly is that Rob's been with Jesus. So, as I ask this question, how was your time with Jesus this morning? I want to ask you two specific questions about your time with Jesus. Number one, are you praying? Something special happened last week. I mean, we were packed out. We ran out of chairs last week. And so, you know, either the rapture happened or this is a holiday week. I think it's a holiday week. But last week we were packed out and, and Phoebe and Josiah, Phoebe is our V students leader. She's so phenomenal, isn't she? I just love Phoebe so much. And, and Phoebe was here. Jake was out of town um, trying to lead those heathens from Chicago to Jesus. And, and so he was out of town. But uh, Josiah was kind of leading worship for us. Phoebe was singing alongside Josiah. And, and she told me something because there was an extra sauce in the room last week. I don't know if y'all felt it. 
But God was just, he was special. And do you know what I would equate the special sauce that we had in the room? During the rehearsal, y'all need to know, usually the whole band gets here and they practice or whatever. Um, Phoebe told me this, that um, it was a little funky. Like, it, it wasn't about songs and hitting the right notes. It just, it felt heavy. It didn't feel like, you know, the spirit was really at work. And so Phoebe just shut everything down and said, hey, I've heard somewhere that if we would wait pray, and then go, God moves. So why don't we pray? And she led our band through a time of prayer right in the middle of rehearsal, and something shifted. All right, I'm going to get real. Y'all ready? Let's talk to the parents in the room. Any parent willing to admit, raise your hand, you're a little overwhelmed about being a parent. Anybody? Okay, all right, thank you. There's a few of us. I have no idea what I'm doing. Don't tell my boys, okay? As we're trying to believe God for great things for our kids and seeing great behavior and obedience, I wonder what would happen if we stopped and prayed. If we trusted the Lord's work more than ours, I think we would experience a shift. So your time with Jesus this morning, were you praying, talking to God? If you're ever struggling in what to say to God, read scripture. Just read scripture to God. Open up the Psalms. Start reading the Psalms to God. God's word is living. It's spirit, it's life. It's my favorite way to pray because I also think I have ADD and I can't pay attention unless I have something guiding me. So I open up scripture and I read. This past week, I just meditated upon Psalm 100. Enter his courts with thanksgiving, right? And it was just so feeding to me all week. Okay, so are you praying? Secondly, everybody look at me. What are you praying for? Oh, God, my broke toe. Oh, I need some money. Oh, would you bless this investment? I need my kids to be safe. Me, 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 me. What are you praying? I want to show you in Scripture, and then let's put it to action. A guaranteed promise in Scripture that if you would pray, <laughs> and if you would pray what they pray, I believe God wants to pour out His Spirit and bless those prayers. For the church here does not pray, me, 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 me. They pray for boldness. Let's read this story together. I want to read all of it because I want to get through it. Yell at me if I stop and start explaining things. Just yell at me. Let's read the story and then let's break it down and let's pray. In Acts chapter 4, verse 23, when they were released, uh, I want to talk, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. 
And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together. Everybody say together. See, there's something powerful about the church coming together. They lifted their voices together to God and said, here's an example of prayer. You need help praying? Here's a great prayer. Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his capital A anointed Jesus. For truly in this city, there were gathered together, everybody say together, against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined or had planned to take. Principles are painful to our ears at close distances. So one of the reasons why I'm loud is because of this game. I can't hear anymore, right? It was an unbelievable moment. It really was. The ground shook when they got that fumble and they scored. But I love that my memory of this game is prayer. As we were on the field after the game... Uh, a movement is throughout the NFL where teams come together and they meet at the 50 and they pray together, both teams, whoever wants to be a part of it. And I remember the privilege, one of the players, you can see him over to the right, led the prayer. If you see number seven for the Saints, that's Luke McCown. He was our backup quarterback. He's a member of Vintage Church in New Orleans. And then number 82 next to him is Ben Watson, I'll tell you, for our team, those are the only two guys that on my team met me to pray. But what we prayed was not a prayer for wins and losses on a football field. What we prayed was not for our own prosperity. What we prayed in that moment was that people would meet Jesus. And I want you to know, I'm actually in a cohort right now with pastors from all over Pittsburgh and we're going to start sharing this with you come New Year. But we are together, the church in Pittsburgh, praying about taking a Sunday off. Sometime in June, we're going to unite the entire church in Pittsburgh for a worship service at Heinz Field. And can I ask you to pray a simple prayer? Would you pray that as, if Lord willing... We can meet at Heinz Field instead of meeting here with the church all over this city to pray. Would you start praying for boldness? I believe that if we started praying for boldness, what is boldness? Unapologetic commitment to tell people about Jesus. I believe that God wants to bless and honor that prayer. 
and that perhaps in June when we unite in Heinz Field to pray together as the church, because God only sees one church, might have a bunch of different names and different expressions, but there's only one kingdom of God. That's why at Vintage Church, we do a lot to partner with other churches all over the city. We're not the only show in town, and we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. I believe that if we would pray together for boldness as we come to pray together, I believe that God, perhaps, could shake the ground that we pray on. I want to give you a few points here from this text. You want to go ahead and take some notes. Remember, this is not for ourselves. This is for us to carry. So pull out your phone, your notes section, whatever else. And I want to just show you real quickly the promise of parousia, and then I want to pray. The first thing that we find the church doing as they pray for boldness Number one, pursue the person of God together. Pursue the person of God together. Look at verse 24 real quickly. It says, and when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God. All right. So, yes, I know we've talked about in the book of Acts. The book of Acts is more descriptive than prescriptive. But I'm going to kind of budge a little bit here. I do believe that we should consider taking these prayers, these points, and robotically going through them as we pray for boldness. So the first thing we do in our prayers is what? We pursue the person of God. Why? In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16, it says, Let us then with boldness... Or let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. Why? Two verses before that say, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. So because Jesus is our high priest, we don't have to pray to a priest to get to Jesus. Jesus is our high priest. We can go just to Jesus. We can have confidence as we approach the throne of Jesus with our prayers. So let's lock in. Let's first pursue the person of God together. Secondly, reflect on the power of God together. So what does the church start to do? They actually reflect back to the promises of the Old Testament. I've told you this. Reflective praise inspires future perseverance. And what are they reflecting on? As we pursue the person of God together, we reflect on the power of God together. And from Genesis to Revelation, can I tell you what happens? God is faithful. God is faithful. And so even in my fear, if there's threats against me, if I don't have full confidence, I know in my moments as I pursue the person of God together with my brothers and sisters... I can reflect on the power of God together, that God has been faithful in the past, he is faithful now, and he promises for all time and for all eternity, he'll be faithful forever, amen? Can y'all start to feel boldness, confidence, start to rise up? This morning, my quiet time, I know you love doing this too, I was in Deuteronomy. And in Deuteronomy, listen to the words in Deuteronomy 32. 
For I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Ascribe greatness to our God. The rock, his work is perfect. For all his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. As I'm sitting at home saying, I think three people are going to show up today. What am I doing? I should be home. God said to me, I am faithful. Number three, surrender to the plan of God together. Look at verse 28. Verse 28, the church does this. Says to God, God, we want you to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. All right, so we're going to practice something. Y'all ready? Before we even start to pray here in a few moments, I've done this with you before, you know what we're going to say to God? Yes, Lord. All right, practice with me. Yes, Lord. You're not, you're not, I don't believe you. I need your help. Online with me, put it in the chat. Yes, Lord. Any of y'all ever prayed something and God not necessarily listened to you? God's not interested in waiting for you. No, he has a plan for you. And his ways are always greater than your ways. So as you, right, pursue the person of God together, you reflect on the power of God together, I want you to go ahead and surrender to the plan of God together. I want you to, before you pray, say, whatever you say, God, even if it stretches me, even if I don't agree with it, even if it hurts my feelings, I'm going to say yes, because I trust you more than me. So yes, Lord. Say it again with me. Yes, Lord. Number three, present the prayers to God together. And in verse 29 and verse 30, this is the, and now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The guy who's putting this whole prayer rally together at Heinz Field, as I prepared this morning, God's spirit led me to tell this gentleman who's the uniter of all the church here in Pittsburgh, that's what we pray. Verse 29 and verse 30 of Acts chapter 4, that's what we pray. Why? Because that prayer is the people of God saying this, God, this is all about you. God, this is all for you. God, this is all because of you. All to Jesus I surrender. And at the core, I'm not praying in this moment as threats come my way, as I might have to go to jail like Peter and John. Oh God, save me, protect me, 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 me. No, I'm saying bring it, God. Bring boldness into my life that as I might go in jail, as I might be forced to stand up in front of city leaders to defend you, Jesus, 
Bring boldness in my life like you brought for Peter and John. Why did Peter and John have that? Not because of Peter and John. They had been with Jesus. Jesus empowered them to do for themselves what they could not do. And please, Lord, give me that same boldness. And when someone tells me, deny Christ or die, I want to say, for I cannot help speaking about what I've seen and heard. If the church would unite in that, I believe, lastly, as Jake comes up and we're going to pray together, we're going to experience the presence of God together. We're going to experience the presence of God together. Once again, look in verse 31. And when they had prayed. Oh God, I need you to shake the ground that I'm walking on. Oh God, I need you to bless my marriage. Oh God, I need you to bless this. I need you to do this. It said, and when they had prayed. So I'm just going to Jesus juke all you. Stop crying to God about this not happening, this not happening, this not happening. If you can't say, and when I prayed. It says, and when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and the promise of parousia happens. It says, and they continued to speak the word of God with boldness. I don't know what y'all are going to do in heaven. But what I'm going to do is like, hey, I don't want to talk to Peter. I read a lot about Peter. I, I want to learn more about Peter. But hey, were you around? When that place where y'all gathered together shook, were, were, you, were you part of that? And I hope I run into like an Ethel. I don't know. Ethel's there. A beautiful old saint who just fell in love with King Jesus. Who prayed so much for Peter and John when they were in the jail but was now one of the prayer warriors that I know you've been blessed by. I am who I am today because my poor mom spent a lot of nights in prayer over my life. She, she didn't have any other choice. I wasn't home, it was early in the morning. What can she do? And I'd like to go up to Ethel. Hey, Ethel. This, this point right here where it says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Tell me how that happened for you, Ethel. So I'm giving you a little inside scoop to the crazy mind of your pastor. That's how I like to think. 
I, I believe Ethel will be like, you know, as soon as I left that place, God was moving. It was amazing. We were all shaking. Holy Spirit came down. I left, and I was just going to, like, heat up my casserole. And as I was going to heat up my casserole, these people came out of nowhere. They started yelling at me. They knew I had just come from this movement. And man, I'll tell you, they were ugly. They told me this isn't for real. What are you doing? Are you crazy? And you know what I did, Rob? I punched them in. No, I'm just kidding. You know what I did, God, Rob? I told them about Jesus. And do you know those same guys that came to hackle me got saved by Jesus. My testimony of continuing to speak the word of God with boldness, come with me. Johnny! George! Come meet my new friend, Rob! Rob just got into heaven. He asked us about Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And I wanted to introduce you, Johnny and George, I think that's what I called them, to Rob. Because as a result of that place, Johnny and George are in heaven for all eternity. See, I actually believe that if we gather Vintage Church with the Church of Jesus Christ at Heinz Field, yeah, God's going to do amazing things in that stadium, but it actually won't be what happens in that stadium that's amazing. It'll be the revival that will happen as a result of time in that stadium in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our workplace, to the ends of the earth. Y'all with me? God wants to bless those prayers, not... Oh, God, I need to be safe today. No. Oh, God, give me the strength. Yes, I need your protection. There's nothing wrong to pray for protection. But I need your strength as my coworkers look at me like I'm a moron because I love you. I need your strength to keep speaking about what I have seen and heard, and I just believe. Just like Phoebe. Phoebe didn't pray. Oh, God, may people fall in love with us and ask me to autograph their Bibles. Oh, God, may we become more famous than Jesus here in this place. No, her prayer was, oh, God, pour out your spirit so that people know you. And I just believe there's a promise in Scripture that God will. You want to pray some sort of prosperity prayer for your life? God's not going to bless you. He's not going to bless your finances. He's not going to bless your life. He's going to bless the advancement of his kingdom on this earth. Every head bowed and eyes closed right now. I just, I, we're not even going to sing a song, and I know Annabeth and Jake are here, but I just, I want, I want peace and quiet. I just want us to be together in this moment. Let's, let's keep the lights up a little bit too. I don't need anybody falling asleep on me. 
just going to walk us through these points. God's spirit even is leading me right now. This is what we're going to do in our V groups this week. We're going to pray through these points. So right now, in your own way, remember Peter and John, uneducated common men. Some of you are like, I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to pray. Join the club. You come to Jesus just as you are. First of all, I want you to right now in this moment, pursue the person of God together. Just take a few moments. What does that look like? God, you are holy. You're righteous. I love you. Pursue the person of God right now. The Spirit leads any of you to come down front, kneel, do do what you need to do. Parousia, approach the throne of grace with boldness. Jesus, our high priest, is ready for you. Pursue the person of God. As you pursue the, the person of God, reflect on the power of God together right now. If you got nothing to look back upon in your life to show the faithfulness of God, then just start saying to God, thank you for being faithful throughout all history and all time. (laughs) Thank you, God, for being faithful to set the, the people of Israel free from Egypt. Thank you, God, for being faithful to send Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Reflect on the power of God together. God with boldness asking for boldness we say yes Lord so right now quietly as you talk to God in your way say yes Lord surrender to the plan of God together God is going to tell you to do something maybe even now but he's going to tell you to do something this week and I promise you it's not going to be something you expected or planned but it's been part of his plans Right now, go ahead and say, yes, Lord, I surrender. When it comes this week, yes, Lord. When you tell me to take that coworker out for lunch because I need to tell that person about Jesus, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. we present the prayers to God together. Remember these prayers are all about God, all for God, all because of God. But let me reread verse 9, verse 29 and verse 30. 
And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So Lord, as we present the prayers to God together, Lord, I go ahead and thank you, even though I believe you have even greater moments in store for us, I go ahead and thank you right now that we are experiencing the presence of God together. Thank you, God, on this holiday weekend for pouring out your Holy Spirit upon us. May we, as your church, Continue to speak the word of God with boldness for your kingdom and for your glory. We pray these things.